Welcome to the Fin Nation podcast, where we wholeheartedly believe women entrepreneurs are leaders that rise together. Success does not have a definition. There are no secret strategies. Women entrepreneurs are rewriting history by defining success on their own terms. Hi, I'm your host, White Devgannon, the down-to-earth chick with a different name. Each week, join me for inspiring stories and powerful interviews of women entrepreneurs sharing their lessons to success to help you take your business to the next level. Now, let's go for it. Welcome back, Fem Nation. Today, I have an amazing guest. Her name is Stacy Zant, and she is a passion author, speaker, recording artist, web designer, award-winning nonprofit founder, content creator, mentor, and host of the Radiant Pearl Living podcast. Such diversity and so many amazing things that she is able to accomplish. I'm excited to have her on today. Thank you for coming on today, Stacey. Thank you so much, White Dove, for having me on your show. I'm so excited about what we're going to discuss for your lovely audience. (laughs) Yes, I'm excited too. Thank you, Stacey. So tell me, the question of the hour is, where did your entrepreneurial journey begin? My entrepreneurial journey began really as a young child watching and being involved in the different entrepreneur ventures of my family. Truth be told, my entire family, from my grandparents um, to my my mom and dad, they were all entrepreneurs. And they were not only in the ministry of helping people, but they always found a way to allow the things that they were doing business-wise and professionally to be incorporated in the ministry of helping people. And so I would come along on the journey from my grandfather in the islands of Jamaica, having his chicken coop where he would actually um, have an entire farm, a lot of land, and would deliver eggs as a pastor to families and people in the community. And I grew up watching and being a part of that um, to my father having his own international importing and exporting of cars and being in the office with him when he had his insurance company to just scaling that on a global international level, as well as my mom, she did trimmings, home ex trimmings, and um, would have after school, I would come in and help in the shop and would actually see the process of seamstresses, creating dresses, creating you know, new and exciting trimmings with, with all the tools and resources that they had. And I got to be like the guinea pig where they would make me dresses and they would make my cousin who looked a lot like me so we could be like twins when we went to church. So I got that entire view of, you know, being an entrepreneur, being involved in the process of my family, and then found that I was able to incorporate that in my love for people when I started my nonprofit immediately out of college, that, that personal ownership of my own business and entrepreneurial journey definitely took off then. Oh my goodness. That, oh, so many questions. You're the first person that has had that much intricacy inside of the beginning of their entrepreneurial journey that actually played so much of a role in shaping your entrepreneurial journey. So um, going all the way back to the chickens and eggs, we had a sustainable farm for a minute. Oh, years. And so we had chickens. And I'm just awesome. like, 
love the chicken stuff. Eggs are amazing, but that is a legitimate business. Uh, every single piece of, of your family working and creating a business and then expanding that business and then diversifying into more opportunities of uh, entrepreneurial journey really gave you a nice sense of, uh, you know, well-roundedness inside of what you were creating. So I'm excited to hear what else you did past the nonprofit. What have you done and how does that shape where you are today? Yes. So I found that, of course, that foundation was so important in being able to realize that it's not going to be all rainbows and sunshine, right? We know as an entrepreneur, more than ever, you're going to come across stumbling blocks and you're going to, in a way, ride the roller coaster of emotions where you're on this high of heights. And um, I found for me, what really made it all worth it was to have a powerful why, was to have a, you know, knowing that the destination and the people that I would be helping um, along on the journey, this entrepreneurial journey is what would be worth it. As I mentioned earlier, you know, we, coming from a ministering family and a minister of helping people, I found that it, it began with me in the nonprofit sector. It was only right that that would be my first official venture and um, applying for the 501c3 and realizing this was a labor of love. And my husband mentioned just the other day that, um, yes, I can't believe you didn't really see it for yourself that your nonprofit was really all about blessing others, but you weren't necessarily bringing in um, a, a sense of um, monetary gain that would allow you to accomplish greater goals, right? And so for me, I had to look beyond um, and see how I could incorporate other elements to the giftings and the skills that I acquired, whether it was from the exposure as a young child to the, to, you know, in, in college, what I studied and then, you know, in, investing in other people and their ministries and their businesses. And so I found that my love now for stationary, my love for planning, my love for really helping people to live to their full potential could get to that space of monetary, you know, gain. I could monetize that and allow there to be a professional business aspect that was not only nonprofit, but for profit. And so that developed into me starting to incorporate writing my books, which I did from, you know, 17 years old, my first book published. And, and that opened the doors for me to be able to speak and to minister. Of course, with the connections that I had in ministry, doors opened for me to go to other churches, to conferences. And so that was a way too where I was able to find that, yes, I am impacting lives and making a difference in, in the lives of people nonprofit wise, but then I was able to contribute to my household income with, you know, being able to be paid for the time and getting honorariums for speaking. And, um, and then after speaking, having my books available for purchase. So that was another aspect and element I could incorporate as an entrepreneur in, in monetizing the skills and, and being able to bring in this fivefold aspect of ministry and entrepreneurial journey. 
And so what I gather from that is it's multi-layered. There's many different yes. pieces that that coexist inside of the entrepreneurial journey um, and can be created how you choose to create it, but making sure you understand what it is that is at the core message of how yes. you want to show up in the world and the change and the difference that you want to bring. That's, that is what entrepreneurship gives us the gift of being able to do. And then you had two dimensions of it with the nonprofit, which was strictly for the giving back, but you did have a, a for-profit side that it can almost feed both. So you can feed the world and make changes yes. along the way. Right. <laughs> I love that. Yes. I love how you've put that. It's amazing. I love the work you're doing though. So, I mean, <laughs> Thank you so much. You know, it's truly amazing because I feel like it's so important to recognize the seasons that you're in. And when you recognize that and see how it all correlates and, you know, that it's not going to not what you are doing in the season right now because it's building upon each other. And so the the, the experience I had, you know, of course, with working in ministry with my family and then developing my own nonprofit and realizing that the doors that had opened with me having my book and being a recording artist and being a singer and coming from a family of singers as well, then I had people asking, you know, how is it that you're able to do all these different things? And I found that the element of my nonprofit grew where I was incorporating mentorship naturally because younger people were interested in the story of you know how i was doing all these different things and i wanted to take them along on the journey to being able to also live to their full potential and utilize their gifts and their you know their talents you know for what they're called to do in the season that they're in and so the development of programming happened where make this your season for anointed living and so, you know, every season we had a new programming where we were developing and allowing those young people to share their stories, giving them a platform, and then having the know-how, you know, as I mentioned in college, studying English, being able to tell stories and writing. I was able to write their stories, share their vision, share what they're working on, and then help to find a way to connect other people who could help monetize by, through scholarship and monetize through creating a platform or through making donations so that we could further the platform and the their vision and a, and a way for them to walk in their calling. We had the college preparation challenge where we were able to bring in speakers to help them work in a workshop style on their essays for college. And then being able to, their involvement in the nonprofit would allow them to gain community service hours towards their high school credit and then towards their college credit. And then I found that I was able to be a resource in writing recommendation letters for colleges. And it's just amazing to see to this day how some of those individuals who participated, where they, they were able to start in the involvement of service in the nonprofit, they were able to connect and collaborate with other young people that were passionate about ministry and service and living to their full potential. So they found community. And then with the, the community service hours that they were getting, with the recommendation letters, I was able to play a role in them getting into their Ivy League college and get that education. And now it's amazing to see how they come full circle, starting their own nonprofit today. And it all began with them being involved from 
they reminded me from elementary school, from middle school when we first began. It's just oh amazing. Oh my gosh. What a, <laughs> but what a difference that makes and the ripple effect of that difference. So you were able to touch their lives. They were able to touch other people's lives and carries on. And so that ripple effect has, you know, a magnitude, an order of magnitude that just can't even be fully grasped you know, in our, our very, um, even our, our big internet world that we have the capability of, of seeing more connection that way, but even the difference that it makes just from you doing what you were supposed to do and you talking and sharing and writing and being, you know, being led to bring, breathe life into this nonprofit, which really furthered your mission and the, the mission of those that are going past you and serving their people. Hey, Fem Nation, I know you are called to lead something great. Are you wondering what the next best step is for you? I have a next best step. I invite you to walk with me through the Become Unstoppable Challenge. Join me on a 21-day journey to discover your inner leader. Find how to build your confident leading foundation to decide and move forward to your highest potential in business and life. After helping dozens of challengers take hold of their leadership, you will come away from this experience with a renewed sense of confidence in order to serve those who need to hear from you. As a valued listener, I'm inviting you to save 25% on the next 21-day challenge by using code FEM2020. That's F-E-M-2020. Check it out at www.becomeunstoppablechallenge.com. Again, that's www.becomeunstoppablechallenge.com. Coupon code FEM2020. I look forward to seeing you on the inside. I want to circle back to something that you mentioned a couple of times, story. Story is so important. And, and we know, and I know the listeners know to some degree, but talk about how important it is and how important it was for your clients and your nonprofit uh, people to recognize that their story, where they have been, where they're going to, and what they've accomplished in their life is the foundation of what they can build from. That's so beautiful, White Dove. You know, I, I think... Knowing who you are and knowing your story is so key and powerful in laying that foundation for what you can achieve. You know, I found that what brought about my story, my cousin and I were laughing about it on Instagram the other day because we we talked about the fact that what we studied and, you know, entering to a degree in a journalistic field, everyone's like, oh, you're going to you're going to be a journalist. Because we received our first diaries as little kids from our, our, our loved ones, where we had our diary with lock and key always writing. And I found that it was during those times as young children growing up in Jamaica and taking time after church on Sundays or just after school each day to write in our diaries was the beginning of us really gaining clarity as to our story, as to who we are and what we would become and what we would do, you know, in this world and the difference that we would make. We had to first write the vision. And so that has always been such a big component of, you know, the driving force to accomplishing the things that I've set out to accomplish is first getting it out of my mind and getting it out on paper. 
And so I always implore and encourage my, you know, clients and the, those who are involved in the nonprofit endeavor and, and in our community and through collaboration to just get it out. It's, it can get so overwhelming and confusing to have all these things in your head and in your mind. And you need to have clarity and to seek clarity in the season that you're in begins with getting it all out on paper. And so, you know, the, the, the next part of my business venture, as I was mentioning, was not only writing books and the books had the journaling components about, um, you know, element to it was being able to take other people along on the journey and yes, hearing the stories and inspiring them with the stories that were being shared from those I was connected with and then my own story, but then taking them to the next level of writing their own story, Mm. of fleshing through what it is that they have a desire to fulfill and to do and what they're called for in the season that they're in. And then to get them to start thinking and writing and beginning that journey. And then the next level is speaking it. You know, we Mm. know as believers and coming from a ministering family, the importance of what you say and the authority that you have and what is it on the tongue and what you speak out into the atmosphere, right? And so that is something that lives on forever into the airwaves. And so Then after you've had time to write it down and make that vision plain, then you decide to speak it and speak it into being and and, and allowing yourself to believe in what you are writing and what you are saying for yourself and then for your, your, the legacy that you will leave for your family, your loved ones, and for those who are connected to you in community. Right. And if we keep it in here, in our head, in our mind it doesn't serve the audience that we are meant to serve, right? You know, and so getting it out has to come out. And that's amazing because writing a book is not an easy task (laughs) for a lot of people. People think that it's just going into, I'm going to write a book. But I, from my own experience in the middle of uh, a book writing journey uh, on the side, uh, not my prevalent thing, but it is something that I know that I was called to do. And so it's coming along, but there was a difference in knowing the stories and knowing what I was wanting to share in my mind and then actually putting them on paper because Mm -hmm. that, that is a process. That is an absolute step that you don't understand or realize exists until you actually start walking through it. And then there's a moment when you're doing that, that it is a time that those words are meant to be a process for you first Mm -hmm. and then the audience second, you know? And so your first draft is always going to be needs to serve me, you know, because it is my processing of going through and reliving that or, um, you know, re-speaking life into those memories. You know, there's so many components to that, that I feel the work that you do in drawing that out of people is so necessary, especially when we're in such an amazing um, deeply connected internet time frame. You know, I mean, we we're able to have connections, but our level of depth in the connection has lost some of that. But bringing back the some of those traditional pieces are what's going to breathe life back into the change, the connections, the the collaborations, and the ripple effect that we have on people. It, it's amazing. It's amazing. It really, really is beautiful. I love what you just said. Breathing life you know, into what you do and to those who you're connected with, those who are around you, you know, recognizing that you are, you are placed, you know, 
as even as an entrepreneur, you're placed and you're planted where you are. We've always heard that idea where bloom where you're planted, you know, and recognizing that you're not where you are just for yourself, but for those who are connected to you on this journey. How are you producing something and putting something out there that is going to help propel them as well into their destiny, into their purpose? And what I found even, you know, specifically is that as I was continuing to create things, then I would get more inspiration to, yes. to create and to, to make an, in, you know, a, a, an imprint on the lives of those who it truly matters, who it was. I loved one of the episodes that you had, you had previously where you, you mentioned the fact that there are people that need the message that you have. And, you know, God, whoever it is that they're su- that's supposed to receive those message, that message that you have, somewhere or another, they are going to receive it in due time. So you just have to keep putting it out there. You just have to keep showing up. And, and I found that as my journey continued to develop, you know, I, I, was, I was truly able to build on what I learned previously into the next project that I was creating. The next project for me, just last week, we, I did a collaboration with a group of other ladies, who, uh, actually entrepreneurs, who we were able to publish The Power of Why. And it went to number one international bestseller the first day that it was available for pre-order. That's amazing. It came together as a result of quarantine, as a result of us having more time now, you know, to be able to work on a project where we're not busy flying here, going there, speaking there, you know, you know, working on our own individual projects. We were able to now pull together. And that is the power of today, of the time that we're able to take. And as you mentioned, White Dove, being able to recognize the season that we're in where we are able to maximize the power of the World Wide Web. Because the only reason why it became an international bestseller is because we had ladies on the team that were internationally based. I mean, we had at least six countries represented in our group of entrepreneurs and ladies who understood the power of sharing their stories, the power of why. That well, and that's powerful in itself. And it speaks to the time that we've been given, right? So apparently in this moment, in this day and age, in this year particularly, the there has been an outside unseen force that has said the messages need to become clear. Yes. The messages need to get out. And and at, however life has been changed for all of us, because I don't want to diminish that there are, you know, there are listeners and there are people that that have been affected by many different outcomes of what this year has brought, uh, you know, challenges to the table. But it has been a moment for us to stop and say, hold on a second. We need to get the message out. We need to be a catalyst for the message and not get so stuck in being the messenger that we get in way in the way of delivering the message, right? Amen. Yes. <laughs> so congratulations on that amazing book. I want to make sure that we hyperlink, you know, to that book in the show notes because that is powerful, powerful stuff. And how it came out of the time that we're in and the, the time that we've been given yeah. uh, is even more powerful. So let me ask you, you mentioned something about being um, innovative as a content creator. What does that mean for the listeners? How can, they, how can they take a step towards being innovative? 
You know, I have found in the presentations I've been making at different summits, how it really does allow people are so hungry to learn. And in order to effectively reach, you know, people and like you were mentioning, getting the message out there, the, the right kind of message that will stick, you know, to those who need to receive it is is innovative is thinking outside the box. It's realizing that we can't do business as usual. It's realizing that you are unique and you don't have to compare, you know, yourself and your method and, you know, the, how you're getting your message out there to everyone else, because what works for a white dove <laughs> may not necessarily work for, you know, me or, or you, but there's beauty in it. There's elements and things that you can receive. And that's where collaboration is key. That's where, you know, commu- con- connecting with one another and, and being in community and then still having yet a sense of identity that you're, that is not being stripped away because you know who you are, you know what you bring to the table. And you know the value that others bring also to the table. And you're able to glean and receive things that's not going to take away from you and what you bring. And so understanding that, that allows you to be content and to be unique in your messaging. Because we know that each of us has a special flavor, a special message, a special, you know, flair or thing to bring to the table. So it's recognizing that. And so being innovative is thinking outside the box and how you can connect with other people how you can create content by collaborating an element that I've brought even to, you know, the, the content I'm creating, whether it's my blog or my podcast or whatever it is, I find a way to try and incorporate my audience and other people to leave a tip or leave a suggestion or have an opportunity to, to be featured and have their story be told or their message so that they can feel like they're a part of the, of, of the entire product and what it is that is being put out there into the atmosphere so that they buy in and they can have a level of ownership too and be excited about sharing what is being put out there. And so I found that that way of thinking outside the box, not doing it necessarily as how other people are doing it, but what what you find may work for the people that you are particularly reaching. And it's not going to happen overnight. It's not something that may necessarily happen, you know, the first time you do a project. But like I said, it goes back again to recognizing, writing that vision, continuing to speak and getting your message out there and seeing what is it that's resonating with your people and and taking the time to receive feedback from those people so you can incorporate a new way of creating your content and getting it out there. Because we've been given the gifts to do so. We just have to be fearless in showing up. Yes, yes, yes. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) So let me ask you, what is one number one tip the listeners can take away from stepping into that uh, owning that space, owning that innovative content creation, um, you know, uh, stepping into their calling. What is one tip that you is your favorite that you'd love to share? Yes. Oh my gosh. White Dove. I'm just loving talking with you. You just mentioned a word that I don't know if you intentionally did that, or it's also a word of yours, but last year, my word was fearless. And I I actually had a song that ended up being featured and was nominated for multiple awards. And I'm waiting to find out the results this year. And it's called, I am fearless. 
that song. And then I created the fearless creator method and the planner, the the fearless creator to help people really be able to sift through and to plan for that kind of life that they want to live. So my tip that I've also been able to really put out there for this year is fearlessly live the life you were meant to live. And then recognize that dreams delayed are not dreams denied. Recognize the season that you're in and realize that the setbacks, what it is that you've had to encounter is only a stepping stone towards you walking in your destiny and who you're called to be. Oh my gosh. Okay. So total goosebump moment. (laughs) Dreams delayed are not dreams denied. So much in that right there. So good. What a takeaway. What an amazing takeaway. So I love the name of uh, your, your work, Fearless Creator Method. That is so, so pivotal for so many people. And you mentioned a few things inside of there. So we'll definitely keep those in the show notes linked so they can find you. But what, let's do one more question. What do you think could be a catalyst for identifying when that season is? What do you think could be something that says, okay, how do I sit back and accept the season and, and learn to move through this season versus trying to go too fast and holding yourself back from living in the season that you're cur- currently in because you're searching for the next season? How, how does that resonate inside of how you teach your clients in order to move forward in the moment they're in? I mean, it's like moving forward in the moment you're in is kind of an, uh, you know, it's, it's a catch 22, but how do they do that? How do they recognize that? You know, I found that as a fighter, fearlessly creating and doing all these amazing things, it can, it can happen where you end up going you, you go past where you need to be or go, getting ahead of yourself, right? And mm-hmm. then you have that level of, of, of discontentment or, you know, really being aware of who you are and where you are right now. It allows you to recognize if you have a sense of peace in what it is that you're doing right now and where you are, you will get that very, that gnawing feeling that you need to be doing more, you know, but then you, for me, I found that if you're a person of faith, taking that time to reflect and to see, you know, am I, am I at a place of peace and contentment in what I am doing right now? Or do I need to go beyond, or do I need to sit back and recognize and receive what I need to receive in the moment that I'm in? And so I found that over the years, it does, it does take maturity and it does take time and it helps to have someone in your corner, you know, that community that we spoke about where we're able to feed off of each other and to have the right voices be spoken into your life, which is why podcasts are so important, right? Absolutely. <laughs> and, and, and then it allows you to recognize whether you are in that place, in that season, and you're doing what you're called to do. And then you are able to say no to all the wrong things and say Mm -hmm. yes to all the right things. And, and, And then being able to say no to all the right things that may be wrong for you in the season that you're in. 
and and that level of maturity and understanding only really comes about as i mentioned before when you truly know who you are what you're called to do and the season that you're in that you need to be producing and putting out a specific thing into the atmosphere for the specific person that you're called to reach in that season that's only going to happen if you take the time to get them what's in your mind out on paper and then speak over your life what it is you want to achieve. Yes, absolutely. Peace. Yes. Our feeling of peace. All understanding. So does. How do you define success? Success for me is knowing that I am living to my full potential and those around me are compelled and inspired and moved to also live to their full potential and that they are walking on that journey as a result of what I'm producing and putting out there to help them live and to be all that they're called to be. Oh, your work is so amazing. Thank you, White Dove. Your work is as well. It's amazing, amazing. It's impacting so many. It's impacted me so much that I'm just like, whoa, thank you for having me be a part of what you're doing. Yes. And I want to thank you too for coming on and speaking so eloquently to the listeners and giving them that gold that you know through wisdom and peace and knowledge and your journey and what you've learned along the way. Thank you for coming on the show today. Thank you. (laughs) So, last things last though. How can they reach out and connect with you? We want to make sure that there is the opportunity for everyone to connect. Yes, there are. We know, especially as content creators, we have to or we try to show up everywhere. So I'm not going to (laughs) overwhelm you, overwhelm you with all the places, but I am on Instagram, Facebook, and, you know, have the podcast Radiant Pro Living, as well as having the blog and online spaces. And so they can connect by simply going to radiantperliving.com slash connect. They'll see all the places and all the books and music and everything that they may have resonated with them and they can connect there. <laughs> Perfect, guys. I want to make sure you take her up on that and check out her work. She's doing big things in this big world of ours. Stacy, again, thank you for coming on today. God bless you. Thank you. Hey, Fem Nation, I know you are called to lead something great. Are you wondering what the next best step is for you? I have a next best step. I invite you to walk with me through the Become Unstoppable Challenge. Join me on a 21-day journey to discover your inner leader. Find how to build your confident leading foundation to decide and move forward to your highest potential in business and life. After helping dozens of challengers take hold of their leadership, you will come away from this experience with a renewed sense of confidence in order to serve those who need to hear from you. As a valued listener, I'm inviting you to save 25% on the next 21 day challenge by using code FEM2020. That's F-E-M 2020. Check it out at www.becomeunstoppablechallenge.com. Again, That's www.becomeunstoppablechallenge.com. Coupon code FEM2020. I look forward to seeing you on the inside.